Paging Mr Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. A B I N G O, a B I N G O, a B I N G O, and Potter was his name. Oh, hey, paging Mr. Potter that is, Very or Harry good. Potter that is. Well, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter he is, paging Mr. Potter this, this is, is, and this is a podcast. Um, and Andrew Quo, I am, and Nathan Sard is you me. Are. And <laughs> and worst intro to an this episode of a podcast call. ever. This is yeah. This is a hot start. Well, so we've good. come flying out of the gates. Yeah. Um, Nathan, I'm going to start right off the bat. I'm angry. I'm not <laughs> happy to be here. Um, That's not like you. Yeah, I'm real pissed off that I have to do this right now. What's getting you down? Well, God. The, I mean, the trains. Number one, the trains. Ugh. I mean, we were meant to record this probably a fucking hour ago, but the mm. trains. The fucking trains always fucked up, aren't they? The fucking trains. We live in a stinky, stinky town called Sydney. You cannot get from A to B, let like, alone C. I was, I was a. I mean, this isn't interesting to anyone who's not from Sydney. But I was at Redfern today, which meant that all the fucking shit that's going on down the line, up in the city and stuff, as I'm heading west, <laughs> I can't actually get on a train. So like three trains go past, I can't get on the train. It's not acceptable. Could you imagine this going on in nine and three quarters? Oh, it'd be chaos. It'd be chaos. But it would never happen. That's They'd the miss thing. first period. They just would never happen, though. I mean, it's a it's a funny thought to have, but the administrators in that in that magical <laughs> town that we call Hogwarts, or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> London, or whatever, you know, they know how to run to a schedule. And I've had a fucking enough. It doesn't take a frigging Albus Dumbledore to get a little simple time. No, take. if you've got Albus at hand, great. <laughs> But you don't need him for a problem like this. You shouldn't need it. Albus. When it comes to the feeding like of Voldemort, you do need a Dumbledore. Yeah, sure. But for getting your trains running on time, I think even a Gladys Berejiklian <laughs> could solve that, but apparently not. Anyway, so that's the first thing that's annoying me. Yep. The second thing that's annoying me mm-hmm. is Facebook is the fucking terrible app that doesn't work. And so yep. now, yep. Yep. you know, well, obviously we haven't prepared anything for this episode. Uh, why so, would we? Well, because well, it's pointless. And so then so... <laughs> So then we spent like, you know, a bit of time thinking, well, let's find all some things that people have written into us. You'd think, again, you'd think it wouldn't require Albus Dumbledore to build an app where you could do that, but it fucking does because you can't access anything. I was trying to get a, a fucking message from Michael Fogarty from last week and I just could not find it. Nah. See, it should not take Albus Dumbledore yeah. to design a web-based app for ranking chicks, which gets... Very popular and mm-hmm. kind of morphs into this big social media network, no. only for it to then be you know, prohibitively difficult to use. Why well, not to mention? So you can be all pissed off at the start of this podcast. We shouldn't need to go through any of that. I mean, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald sh- Trump. I mean, that 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 was pretty much Facebook's fault. I mean, if Dumbledore was at the helm, <laughs> if Mr. Dumbledore had been at the helm, I don't think that any of that would. We'd have Hillary. <laughs> and she sucked too, but at least she was better than Donald it Trump. It should not take Albus Dumbledore to run against Hillary Clinton in the 2016 <laughs> election for us to avoid the shitty situation that we find ourselves in. And yet here we are. And yes, we managed to locate Michael's message and we appreciate it. We really appreciate all these messages and stuff, but it shouldn't be that hard to locate. Think about the them. lost time. That's right. That's productivity lost. You can't calculate the... It's incalculable. <laughs> 
The pecuniary loss that we just incurred from you spending 15 seconds to find that message from Michael Fogarty. I mean, that just cannot be quantified. And it's very much a fucking, you know, butterfly effect sort of situation again here because because mm. of the, the fucking trains not working and the stupid, you know, uh, app from Mr. Zuckerberg not working, mm. you know, not only have I lost time, it's painful for me to, you know, waste time like this. Your time is precious. My time is precious. <laughs> but also... Our listeners now, I mean, dear listener, I'm talking to you now. You've had to listen to me just whinge. And so it just snowballs. And it's like a, it's like a, a, you know, a very multiplicative effect. And the only thing we know is that we're not to blame for any of this. No. <laughs> Need not mention it. So, well, Andrew, I'm sorry pissed to hear off. that you're... I'm sorry to hear that you're pissed off, but uh, I think I've got the cure. It's page 48 of wow. uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. That'll so cure that. what ails me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly. A sure-fired cure for the blues, for right. Drew's blues. And right, right in, guys. If you hate when the train's late <laughs> or when technology's annoying or whatever, oh god, it makes me. You know, you know what it makes me want to do. It makes me fucking. We, me, Nathan, and I watched the Joker. The Joker, the joke. What's it called? The Joker. Mm. Is it just called Joker? I think yes. The movie, and I don't really want to talk about it. I thought it was bad, but it did make <laughs> me want to be like that guy and just fucking lose. Like, Everything is against me. Oh, no one could blame you. Yeah, wants me to oh, makes me want to crawl up into my fridge and close the door like he does in that movie. And then no, wait, when you say Joker, yeah, were you referring to that recent film that we saw the other day, or are you talking about um, Joseph Kerr? Oh, uh, who's a he's like the funny cartoonist in our sitcom Perfectly Frank. Because I know we've had ah, a, we've had a few discussions well, about Joseph Kerr. <laughs> Joseph Kerr, yeah. Very good. Well, we've had we've had a uh, and his father Wayne, of course. And, and uh, I mean, that's just good. That's shit. comedy gold. And so I just wanted to clarify because it seemed like you might have been talking about the film, but I know we've. What's well, constantly on my mind? Yeah. Oh well, it's a very much frame. front of mind. And I think I'll be honest with you, we've had mixed responses <laughs> to last last week's episode. Some people really enjoyed it, really loved the uh, perfectly frank content. Some people really did not like it. So, but that's how we um, make meaningful changes. So, like, we got to right. test it against like our our audience. Absolutely, it's uh, exploration <laughs> versus exploitation. You they don't like Edward Itar, the editor, but hey, maybe they'll like Joseph Kerr, the Joseph Kerr, and his father Wayne Kerr, <laughs> who taught him everything he knows. I mean, I love them so. With that uh, being what it is, <laughs> and what is um, it exactly? I, I don't even know oh, anymore. Also, Reedan's not here this week. Just should just mention that. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. Although, mm-hmm. although uh, he sent us another message from beyond the grave. Well, wow. um, via uh, just an audio clip. Yeah, which I mean, he sent it through Facebook. So <laughs> fuck knows when we'll find it. I mean, this might come out on Thursday. Yeah, um, but I think, and neither of us have heard this, as is customary. No, we, we. But should we hear what Young Reardon has to say? Well, should we save it or should we do it right now? Oh. I mean, we have no indication of when we're meant to play it. I don't know what it says. <laughs> so. uh, let's do the page first. Yeah, okay. it could be critical bits of information that he references. That's a that's a fucking good point. That's a very good point. All right, so uh, forty eight. Yeah, forty fucking eight. Oh, I better do you the got some mathematics. God, I haven't even prepared this week. What do we got? <laughs> We've got. Uh, we have one. We have two. Yep. We have three. We have four. Oh, shit. We have six. Oh, fuck. We have eight. Fuck. We have, <laughs> we have 12. Shit. Uh, we have, I think, 16. Fuck. Uh, we have 24. Poop. And we have uh, 48 itself. 
Wow, good number. And before, I know Reading's not here, but before he asks, no, it's not a prime <laughs> It has many factors. <laughs> Some of which I've probably forgotten as I was corrected uh, not too long ago when I got it wrong. Anyway, um, so as you guys know, when Reading's not here, we um, read the page um, live on the pod. Because yes, we for can't, lack of preparation. Yeah, I cannot bear to read it twice. So... Um, <laughs> So what happened last week? So we had fucking Hagrid was asleep on the lounge. Yep. Some owl came in with a newspaper or something, and yeah, to pay him in nuts. Harry paid him in five nuts. Yeah, that's all that happened, isn't it? Yeah, that was about it. So um, <laughs> Hagrid yawned loudly, sat up and stretched. Best be off, Harry. Lots to do today. Got to get up to London and buy all your stuff for school. So it looks like they're about to head off to uh, the, the famous Gringotts. No, not Gringotts. Um, fucking what's it called? Diagon Alley. Di- Diagon Alley. Sorry. Featuring Gringotts. Um, and Diagon Alley, as a bit of a maths nerd myself, I love it because diagonally, diagonally, diagonally. Oh, you love vectors. I bloody you? get around a vector. So <laughs> you never met a vector you didn't like. Well, I'm yet. To, I'm sure they're out there, but I've never <laughs> met one. So um, anyway, Harry was uh, pretty much. Harry gets a bit upset because he thinks, "Fuck, well, I know we're gonna go get all this stuff, but like, I've got no money." And Big Vern's already said that he's not gonna give me any money. Um, and so then he asked Hagrid about that. You know, I've got no money and you heard Vernon last night. He won't pay for me to go and learn magic. Hagrid says, don't worry about that. Uh, do you think your parents didn't leave you anything? And then, um, Harry says, but if their house was destroyed and then Hagrid said, he doesn't know anything know, about his parents. Know, fuck. Hag- just fucking explain everything. <laughs> well, that's what he's doing, Nathan. So I'm doing it in drips and drabs. I know. Just get it all out. Anyway, Hagrid says they didn't keep their gold in the house, boy which is pretty obvious. Uh, nah, first stop for us is Gringotts, Wizard Bank. Have a sausage. They're not bad cold. And I wouldn't say no to a bit of your birthday cake neither. He gets a bit distracted, doesn't he, Hagrid? He sort of <laughs> yeah, just, he's... I mean, <laughs> I thought we were talking about banks. Anyway, then Harry <laughs> says, um, to get him back on track, wizards have banks, question mark. Um, wizards eat raw sausages and cake. <laughs> and then Hagrid says, just the one, Gringotts, run by goblins. I think we've mentioned before, Psychotic that there's a single bank for the entire wizarding world. I mean, yep, we know that yep. they exist across America, um, across obviously across Europe. So, and a singularly racist institution. Are we talking? To, are we referring <laughs> to the uh, to the old goblins and their also something that we've covered the hateful that portrayal that JK's. <laughs> uh, but there's just so many problems with Gringotts. Yeah, we don't have time for it right now. So what what is uh, what's Hagrid up to? Um, so then Harry dropped the bit of sausage he was holding and says, goblins, question mark. And then Hagrid says, oh, good Lord. Hagrid says, yeah, so you'd be mad to try and rob it. I'll tell you that. Never mess with goblins, Harry. Gringotts is the safe place in the world. If anything, you want to keep safe. So maybe Hogwarts. Um, ooh, I think that's a little bit of a, what's it called? A, um, it's something in writing when you say something that's going to be important later. Yeah. A blues it, clue. A blues clue. My apologies. <laughs> a blues clue. <laughs> Um, yeah, Chekhov's, okay. Chekhov's Blues Clue. Anyway, um, for Dumbledore, Hagrid drew himself up proudly. He usually gets Hag- Dumbledore usually gets me to do important stuff for him, Which fetching you, getting things from Gringotts. Knows he can trust me. See. Um, anyway, and then that's the fucking page. So wow, what a fascinating page that was. Brilliant. So we found out <laughs> that there um, are goblins. Yep, and that they run the bank and. Um, and uh, we'd already spoken about most of that stuff, so really not <laughs> not, not a lot to unpack. Well, slim pickings. Yeah, that's what you call scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, wow. I have I have very little to say about that. Um, it's hard to have an opinion on that. Yeah, 
I mean, like, this, like what if he had just gone to the bank, bank and like seen a goblin said, for the first yeah, time? One hundred percent. There was no need. <laughs> There's no need to it's do this in exposition. Like they should have gone. Like Hagrid should have said, "Let's go. We're in a hurry." And then that's it. This it was already going to be boring when he was opening a bank account. On the last page, Hagrid had a nap. Why is that in the book? Just fucking let's go now. We'll go to Diagon Alley. <laughs> Why are you having There's a nap? And some, some bird brings the newspaper and then fucking Harry, uh, let's tell him everything's about to happen so it's less interesting when we get there. Th- this is not a long book. No. There's only so I many mean, it pages. It feels like it is. We're, but we're a long way in. Yeah. You, you're wasting precious pages. When do the things happen? <laughs> do something. Maybe it's not going to. Anyway. Ah, oh, well, anyway. Look, we've, you know. Obviously, we have mixed feelings. That did nothing to sort of lift our spirits. No. It's kind of like the literary equivalent of Sydney Trains (laughs) and the Facebook (laughs) Messenger app. Yeah. Slow moving. If anything can lift our spirits, or maybe even make us feel worse, it's a message from Reardon Lee. So I think at this point, it is important. Well, it's prudent. It's prudent (laughs) and it's appropriate to uh, hear his. Cretinous thoughts. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he can cheer us up a little. All right. Let's hear what he has to say. Hello, Andrew, Nathan, all the potophiles out there. Um, it's me, Reardon, sending in a message here on what is the one-year anniversary of the Paging Mr. Potter podcast, which is crazy and just fucked up, isn't it? One year. One year of doing this. I don't think we ever thought we should ever do a year of this when we first started um. Yeah, thought that's too long to be doing something like this, but um, here we are. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, so thank you to everyone who's listened and wrote in, and um, yeah, been a massive part of the show, and um, yeah, even just listening to it and downloading it or telling your friends. And thank you because I don't think we would ever have done this stupid thing for so long uh, if you guys weren't getting involved and listening to it. So thank you so much for that. Um. We've got business to do, page 48, we're up to, I'm sure you guys have taken care of most of it, but one bit that caught my eye at the end was uh, Hagrid explaining Gringotts the bank to Harry and he says, Gringotts is the safest place in the world for anything you want to keep safe, except maybe Hogwarts, which I thought was interesting because A, students die at Hogwarts all the time, B, uh, they hire a lot of murderers and criminals. C, they trust an idiot oaf with a lot of uh, like major responsibilities. And D, uh, stuff gets stolen from there all the time. So I thought that was a bit of an interesting take on it from Hagrid. I don't want to question him too much here, but it did it did get me thinking. And I thought, okay, well, maybe it's time for Harry Pothetical to bring back, um, to bring back a segment, which is something we never, ever do. <laughs> Um, so it got me thinking, if you had to break into Gringotts, which is apparently super hard to do it, how would you do it? So pretend you're, you know, Danny Ocean or Brad Pitt or Julia Roberts and think, how would you sneak into the only bank, the most heavily guarded bank in the wizarding world? And I'd love to uh, hear what you guys have to say about that. Uh, I'm sure you'll think of a more elegant solution, but for me personally, uh, I'm not scared of little loser goblins so i think i could simply physically overpower them to the point where i would soon have my hands on the gold within 10 to 15 minutes i think um i would harness the the dark power of bullying to do it um so that would be my solution but yeah my 
the Harry Potter thetical to use to figure out how you would crack into the bank. I've also got a uh, what do you call it? Fuck, what do you call it? Tom Riddle. I've got a Tom Riddle, and it's a doozy. It's it's a shorty but a goody, as they say, just like Nathan. So here we go. Let me know if you can get it. I'm the best at oral, but my words often don't make sense. I'm the best at oral, but my words often don't make sense. Uh, So I'll leave that with you guys and reveal the answer on the next podcast. Uh, uh, See ya. Love ya. (laughs) Oh, my God. That actually did cheer me up. That was great. Uh Okay, Rudin raised actually some very important points just then. Yeah. Well, not important, but correct points. (laughs) None of this is important. Well, firstly... In all the frustration of getting here and the sort of fanfare of page 48, we neglected to notice that it's the one-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I didn't even know. Wow. I mean, that is crazy. I think Reedon kind of did it, you know, did enough on it. Yeah. yeah, No need to get too excited about it. Nothing further to say about that. That's good. Um, Secondly, he raises a good point about Hogwarts being an incredibly dangerous place. I mean, if Gringotts is less (laughs) secure than that... Well, then the hi- Harry Potter. Th- how, how do you say it again? Hyperpotter. Harry Potter. It shouldn't be too hard. Yes, it was a hypothetical. We had to. That's not what it calls. Hypotheticals. That's it. I think. Hypothetical. High. Whatever. Um. So <laughs> for this thing, so we have to wear how we would break into the bank, and I liked Raiden's answer. <laughs> um. So what? So so we have to break into the bank. Mm. Hmm. Any initial thoughts? Well, I'm thinking. Is a single bank, right? Mm. Now, a big bank, I imagine no competition. It's going to be slow moving. Mm. You know, slow moving to adopt new technologies. Yep. I'm thinking we start a new, uh, like a fintech, start a little fintech company. Right. That's just a bit more agile than the than the big, the big fucking slow moving. Less overheads, that's for so sure. So many less overheads. You don't have to pay those goblins. <laughs> We're an online bank. Okay. So we started an online bank. It's kind right? of like a me bank type thing. A me bank, a you bank, a something. A me, <laughs> a, uh, whoever they want bank. Um, they're all in there. And uh, yep. so we start a little fintech. Okay. Um. Yeah. So now we're suddenly very much on the cutting edge of the finance and tech industries. Yeah. So the first step, we probably go back to school. We learn a bit more about finance, economics, all these sort of things. Mathematic, obviously. Mathematic. We learn a little (laughs) bit more about sort of the technologies that you'd need to use. Educate yourself. Educate yourself. And that should be the first step in almost any hypothetical. (laughs) So you've got to educate yourself. And, And to be honest, dear listener, Listen to this podcast. It's a great place to start because if you <laughs> want to learn something, this is the this is where you go. So that's what I'd be doing. I'd be going back to school. I'd be learning as much as I can about the business world because you can't just go straight in there. No way. There's some sort of upstart kids. I don't think so. Go back to school. Learn everything you can. Um, study the big banks. So the big banks. Know their enemy. Know their enemy. So study the learn them. Learn their operating rhythm. Yeah. You know? Who was Gringot? Why he start the bank? In why the he first started? Why, what are you? What are you doing? Why he do that? So, <laughs> and then we come up with a product which the bank just simply cannot compete with. Okay. So I'm talking. You know, let's look. Let's look at our non magical world as an example. Mm-hmm. We have. Um, there was that little uh, like uh, what's it called split. What the fuck's it called? Not split. Um, Afterpay. Afterpay is a good example, right? The banks are running scared because they cannot compete. You know, they're an agile company. 
the big the big sort of Neanderthal sort of banks can't keep up. And so what we do is yeah, like a modern day loan shark type arrangement, exactly like Afterpay. Right. Exactly right. Exactly something <laughs> just just you, know. you don't call it that, but it that's what it is. Oh, it's morally you know bankrupt essentially <laughs> to use a to use a financial term. Yeah. <laughs> morally bankrupt. <laughs> So we start a morally bankrupt fintech. Yes. Anyway, now we're competing with Gringotts. Gringotts hasn't Gringotts has you know hasn't had to deal with that, so they they start cutting competition costs. Competition breeds complacency. Exactly right. No wait, lack of competition. Lack of competition breeds. That's exactly well, it. one of the two. <laughs> anyway, complacency is inevitable. So anyway, so then we attack them in that way. The bank then obviously has to cut costs because they can't compete with us. Yeah. They start offering all these products that no one actually wants. They got no idea what they're doing. The security gets a little bit lax. The security gets a little bit lax because they're cutting corners. They're cutting corners and they're not maybe not keeping as many goblins on staff as they need right. to. That's when we strike. <laughs> so <laughs> the goblins are being laid off. We could just walk through twirling yeah. a cane. Exactly. And that's what we'll be doing. Okay. And that's how we break in. So a little more complicated than Reardon's strategy, which was to bully, to bully or like pick on someone smaller than you. Yeah. Which is very much sort of Reardon's MO. Whereas my take is <laughs> pick on someone bigger than you. Yeah. Get even bigger than the banks. Yeah. And you'll be too big to fail. So, so write in if you've got any other ideas, <laughs> if you think, I mean, we've kind of run the gamut there, but whatever you think. Hypothetical is a very, very intelligent game. Um... <laughs> And now, Ridden also did have a Tom Riddle, but maybe we should get to that. Yeah, because we've got some on. more riddles as well. So we'll get to that later. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about today, mate? Well, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, there is. So we've talked about how, how much we love getting the fan mail at length. At length. And I'm very proud to say we got a very juicy bit of correspondence this week from one. Annie Brady. Annie Brady. Brady. Isn't, we've got a couple of Bradys, haven't we? We've had a Nadia, Nadia Brady Brady's written to us before, I believe. She was keeping an eye on the Dobby situation. Is this a bit of a Brady bunch situation? <laughs> well, we've got that's the Brady what I'm bunch. thinking. Andrew. So we had the Weasley, we had the Code Red with the Weasley brothers, yep. I, I, you know, aka the Fogarty's. Yep. Loving the correspondence from now the Fogarty's. Now we've got the Brady's. Now we have the Brady bunch. So I'm thinking already emerging is two of these like all time great. Wizarding families. I love it. Much love like it. the Potters the or Malfoys. The, the Malfoys. I mean, they're dark wizards, but they're, they're great <laughs> wizards, you'd have to say. <laughs> Any fair minded observer. I mean, we don't actually that. know that the Bradys are related, but let's for now assume that. And but they definitely come from good stock. Oh, we know they come from good stock. So, <laughs> Annie's suggestions are incredible. These are for our segment. Sort of that seggy hat where Which is we taking the world by storm. Take, really. It really has because this is where we uh, throw throw the gauntlet open to the potophiles. You come up with the name of a segment and we'll <laughs> make figure up a out segment. what it is and do it. Psycho. Anyway, um, yep. listen to some of these. I'm ready. Political dobbying. Oh, I like it. I mean, that's just good shit. Political dobbying. Very Political good. Dobbing. Occupational elf and safety. <laughs> One of my favorites. That's outstanding. But the one I wanted to tackle today, and I think we will get to all of these yeah, in yeah, due absolutely. course. But I would like to start, if I may, with one called irritable owl syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is just that's good shit. <laughs> it's very much the tone of this podcast. Oh, as irritable well. owl syndrome. So thank you for sending those in. Um, you've nailed you've nailed it, obviously. Oh, you've nailed the brief. 
But I um, this had me thinking all day at work at oh, my. Good. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you well paid, are you? <laughs> Well, these uh, this is why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> to sit around thinking of irritable owl syndrome. Now, games. irritable owl syndrome. Okay. What could that possibly be? Well, Andrew, I've got a list here of what I could only describe as very angry birds. <laughs> okay. I think some of them might be suffering from irritable owl syndrome. Right. But equally, some of them might be justifiably angry. Okay. This won't make a lot of sense to you at the moment, but let me just, um, here's the first name on my list. So these are just, just, these are some very angry birds. So just prepare yourself. Is this like the, the movie or the book, the game Angry no, Birds? completely unrelated. Okay. Cause I was, I think that was the working title was <laughs> Irritable Owl Syndrome for that, for that game. For popular phone app. Um, anyway, sorry, go on. Russell Crowe. <laughs> so what, what am I doing? So what I want to get to the bottom of is, is this guy just suffering from irritable owl syndrome? As in, does he have just cause? Or does he have just cause? Is that a saying? Just cause? <laughs> yeah. Does he have some kind of... Is he well within his rights? Well within his rights. angry bird so or irritable owl. You might remember in 2005, Crow was arrested and charged with second degree assault by New York City police after he threw a telephone at famously, the concierge famously, famously. the Mercer Hotel who had refused to help him place a call when the system did not work from Crow's room. Now, okay. was he suffering from a bit of irritable owl syndrome when he threw the phone or should the phones have been working? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stop you there. So I don't I still don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What am I what what am I answering? <laughs> what am I doing? Um, I still don't really know. So irritable owl syndrome. <laughs> As, so we're just saying, was he right to be angry? Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Good. And you don't want to be suffering from irritable owl syndrome. Irritable owl. That's syndrome. just embarrassing. That's when you just don't really have any reason. No, he's just an angry guy. I wonder if Russell. With mm. his sort of avian last name, whether he's a a man of magic himself, because famously the wizards they don't use phones. You know, this they, is true. They only really use owls. I had not even considered. So that. I wonder whether Russell, the source of his frustration, which didn't know what it was. He's looking at this object. I don't. I don't know what. What are these numbers? I don't know what to do with this. Is it a ball? Maybe he it's might have it's a thought ball. it was a ball. He thought it's, a, it's like a vortex, you know, like a. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have to say he was. He's not suffering from irritable. Well, maybe owl he's not syndrome. suffering from anything at all. He just uh, miscon. He's magical. He's just magical. I think we've got to the bottom of that. So that's Russell. Can we try and do this again? <laughs> Absolutely. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Now the whole thing about Ethan Hawke is famous actor. Yeah. Uh, tons of. Major, major roles. Yeah, yeah. Um, what you might not know about him, Hawke has repeatedly denounced what he perceives to be an overemphasis place on the importance of monogamy in romantic relationships. Huh? Quote, people have such a childish view of monogamy and fidelity. He's basically saying sexual fidelity can't be the whole thing you hang your relationship on. And that's a direct quote. Interesting. Now, is he, does he have a point? Is he right? Or is he um, just suffering from a bit of irritable owl syndrome? To me, it sounds like he's suffering from a bit of irritable owl syndrome because okay. it has the whiff of a man who's been caught cheating. <laughs> I mean, it's like, if you're into polygamous relationships, fucking good on you, go for your life. Yeah. Um, you know, more power to you. 
but why are you so angry? I mean, like, you know, go have a polygamous relationship. <laughs> but if you're with someone who wants to be in a monogamous relationship, and those were the terms in yeah, which you true. started your relationship. And you're just being a dick. Then you're just a piece of shit. And um, the root cause of that might be a serious bout oh, yeah. of irritable owls. No, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. So I think he's got the... Yeah. He's got it. iOS. And do we, do we want to do one more? Well, I think this, we better. It's just awful. Just to even it out. <laughs> got one of each. Well, here's one for you, Andrew, because um, <clears throat> obviously the Rugby World Cup's on at the moment. Yes. And... Uh, you know a little bit about... You might actually be the expert on this. I very well may be, <laughs> without knowing what it is. I want to discuss Richie McCaw. <laughs> Richie McCaw! <laughs> Richie McCaw! So, okay, okay. for those who don't know, Richie McCaw is a now-retired uh, rugby union player. One of the One greatest of, of all time. Yep. New Zealand All Blacks. Great. Legend, yep. basically. But... What you might not know about him is he's known for sort of bending the rules a bit. He sure is. And he's copped a lot of, well, a lot of uh, criticism and also a lot of praise and adulation yeah. for sort of his dodgy, dodgy seemingly dealings. dodgy tactic, bending the rules, yeah. particularly in the ruck. Yeah. So, Andrew, is he well within his rights to sort of, push the boundaries and in, is he innovative or is he just suffering from a serious case of irritable owl syndrome? <laughs> I don't see how that's relevant at all. <laughs> it's not because he's not even angry. He's not angry. He's just playing a game of rugby. But still. Well, look, if you've, you've, you've asked the question, I better answer it. Yeah. Um, the thing with, so he plays, uh, without getting too sort of rugby nerdish because mm. I don't know how interested people are, but I, for me personally, as much as he sort of, you know, raised the ire of the Australian public at times with his, um, you know, entering rucks from the side, you know, going off his feet, stealing off the ball, which is obviously very, very annoying. Mm. As an objective, you know, given given the amount of time that's passed since his last game. Mm-hmm. Um, in the clear light of day. In the clear light of day, I'd have to say in an unemotional way, I think that playing that, Position number seven. Mm-hmm. Your whole role is to cheat. That's the whole point of that position. Well, that kind of makes it seem like the Australian public might have been suffering from a from a little known disease. Well, it sounds like an epidemic, known as irritable owl <laughs> syndrome. Very good. So that was that. Um, well, hope you liked it, Annie. And yeah. can I just say one of the uh, one of the angriest birds going around at the moment, and I don't know if we'll keep this in the pod, is uh, Turkey, the country. Um, so I think yeah. they better they better seriously check themselves for some irritable owl syndrome because I don't like what I'm seeing. Now, good, good, good. <laughs> All right. What's next? What's next? I think we should uh, tackle some of these Tom Riddles because they're piling up and it's stressing me out, man. Yeah, yeah. We just got to fucking tackle them. It's freaking me out. Let's get so our So we got Reardon's one. Reardon's one. So what was his again? It was like... I'm good at oral or something, but sometimes the words I say don't make sense uh, or something. Yeah, I have no idea what he's getting at there. Yeah. Uh, go back and listen to it. Yeah, I don't know what that... I don't. Oh, know you've butchered his incredibly uh, oh, smart no. and intelligent riddle. You've got to say it right. But in addition to uh, Reardon's Tom Riddle, we've got a, a fan who's written in. It's not one of the Fogarty's, is it? <laughs> Code red. <laughs> it's Michael Fogarty. <laughs> It's Michael Fogarty this week from the great uh, Wizarding Dynasty of the Fogartys. And David, I do not want you to be sort of, 
you know, riding on the coattails of your famous brother. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I want content from both of you. We've already talked about how the lack of competition can breed complacency exactly. and would hate for that to happen to you. So. I wouldn't want that to manifest in a sort of foggity foggity uh, family feud. Family feud. <laughs> but um, uh, this time the spotlight is on Michael and he's provided us with another excellent Tom Riddle. Okay. And it's as follows. Hear me. Here's a classic puzzle with all the twists and turns. This time about the evil old witch running the pest control business. Now, I read that in my ignorance like it was going to rhyme, but it didn't, and that's okay. That's fine. They don't have to rhyme. Here's a classic puzzle with all the twists and turns, this time about the evil old witch running the pest control business. Pest control business? I haven't got the foggiest. I haven't got the foggiest. I simply don't have the foggiest. <laughs> Me neither. Um, well, right well, in, guys. If someone can crack both those riddles, that's like fucking 50 points. Yeah, kudos dude. to you. And kudos. And kudos. You get heaps of kudos, kudos and to boot. <laughs> and some points. Very good. I'm just thinking pest, pest like a ver- vermin, vermin Dursley. Dursley. I mean, if that sets you off on the path to solving it, more power to you. Yeah. But I'm staying the hell out of this <laughs> yeah. one. Leave it to wiser heads and cooler heads. Cool. So that's um, that was a lot of bullshit in that episode. Yep. Uncharacteristically, yeah, uncharacteristically, quite a lot of bollocks. We like to be just strictly informative and educational on this program. We run a tight ship. Run a tight ship. And Lean. we don't... <laughs> Lean and mean. We're a lean, mean potter Pot reading machine. But so, and I do apologize if this was a little frivolous and uh, not I your know, cup of tea. I know people come here to learn. They come here to learn. They come here to find out more about the world. Well, you know what? While what? we're here, Carlos Fantau, not Carlos <laughs> Fantau, Carlos Tondraft has been in, uh, has been in touch and, and um, yeah, it'd be remiss of me not to to read out. I agree. His correspondence. So, um, Coco, that's K O K O, was the star of which 2011 Australian film? That's Coco, K O K O. Hmm. I just watched that Disney movie Coco the other day. Yeah, it's not. That. That's not it. But it was pretty good. Um, Coco. Know, what's Coco. that? What's the? Oh, is that the um, Mexican? The Day one? of the Dead one. Oh, yeah. that looks cool. It was pretty good. Is it good? Yeah, it was. Better um, than Joker, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> would this be the film adaptation of Perfectly Frank? <laughs> no, no. Oh. But I would like to cast Coco in it, but unfortunately, Coco has passed away. Actually, I believe. So, what was it? Uh, it's Red Dog. Don't know it. It's some dog movie. That's Clifford. It's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we wrap this up? Yeah, let's let's wrap this shit up. Alrighty, so uh, word of the week. Word of the week. Three, two, two one. Big red dog. And <laughs> uh, we need we a need a score. Score. It's well, out of forty-eight, it's out of, and it, it was really quite a bad page. Yeah, but only as bad as every other page. To be fair. So what's the? What do you reckon the mean score would be? Would it be low? Would it be low? <laughs> I reckon we're talking sub twenty at least. Eighteen. 18 it is. Right. 18. Not a factor. Not a factor. But old enough. <laughs> and we need a name now <laughs> for, the, uh, for the old page. So that's... Uh, well, I was thinking this week we could go like Harry Potter and the... 
Explain that to me. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, you know how the books they start with like Harry Potter and the Could you give me an Prisoner example? of Azkaban? Or Harry Potter. And the, okay. But on the but what about a different one? What's that, what else? I don't really get it. Harry the Potter Chamber and, of Secrets. Oh, so it's like Harry Potter and the. So this Chamber. could be. So we could take that bit and use that again. Yeah, well, you could. So like, what's okay. it's like recycling? You can reuse. Oh, it's kind of like Harry Potter and the like the Deathly Hallows. Now you're getting it. Yeah, okay. You're I getting think it, I kid. Get it. Um, so Harry Potter and the... So it's Harry Potter and the... Okay. All right, that's clever. So um, <clears throat> and so we'll make it relevant to this page. So what did we talk about on this page? We had the Brady Bunch. And we had the... You got a bit lost in the fog. The foggity. Um, Harry Potter and the... Well, let's get the listeners involved. Harry Potter and the Brady Bunch get lost in the f- foggity. I think it's brilliant. I think it sums Relevant. it up perfectly. Yeah. And I think they'll be really happy to be included. Hope so. And I'm glad we've kept using everyone's full names yeah. so that they can be identified. Yeah. We did discuss maybe not doing that last week. And yet we continue. And yet so, we continue. So um, sort of too far gone now. Really um, discouraging people from listening and getting involved. Yeah, yeah, which is the aim. So, well, Andrew, um, if there's nothing further. Well, there is one thing further that I completely forgot about. Um, I believe Mr. Reed and Lee has set up a... Um, a uh, Instagram page for us Ooh. where we will be posting some content. So if uh, everyone could right now pull out their phones, we'll wait, we'll wait. Enter your passcode. Enter that passcode. If applicable. Use your finger, use your face ID. <laughs> what have you got to use? Um, get into your phone. Now I want you to go down. So first I want you to go to iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to search for Paging Mr. Potter and I want you to give us a five-star review and I want you to write a funny little... Review. So that's step one. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that, pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Like, that made me laugh. <laughs> Come on, hurry up. It's a bit, okay, and now what's phase two? Okay, phase two. So now I want you to close that app. Now, depending on the iOS that you're using or the operating system, you might need to double click on the circular button. You might need to swipe up <laughs> if you're on Android. Whatever you do you whatever do. you got to do. Yeah, you no mean, judgment. It's your phone. We're phone agnostic in this game. Now, I want you to close that up. Then I want you to go to Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, you'll need to go to your app store. Heard of it. Heard, definitely yeah, no, heard oh, of it. Oh, it's good. It's good. Okay. Now, I want you to either, if you've got the app, I want you to open it. If you haven't got it, go to the app store. If you're on a different device, not an Apple phone, you might need to go to the Google Play store, for instance. And while you're there, store. why not leave a review and write a little comment about Instagram. Yeah, do it. Why not? And um, <laughs> should we wait for them this to... It's inst- taking a long Should time. we wait for them to install the app? Or, yeah, well, we have to. Well, we better wait a second then. I'm just going to sip my beer while you do that. No, get, make, sure you're on, make sure you're on Wi-Fi for that because it could, it could take a bit of... Oh, you wouldn't want to use your data. No. Okay, I think, I think that's adequate time. So... Okay, so now you've got Instagram. What's so, phase three? Phase three. So then I want you to go... Um, back to your home screen and then you're going to open up Instagram, which is the app that you either already had or that you've just downloaded. Open that up and then you're going to go, there should be a little search, like a little... Um, Searching tool. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they sometimes use like a, a magnifying glass as an icon. Click on that. Then what I want you to do is type in um, paging Mr. Potter, all one word, and then I would like you to click um, follow and just like everything on there if you could. That'd be great. Sweet. It's as easy as that. And it would be great to have you send in like 
funny, dumb photos and, and we'll nudes, and we'll just post them. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> Hagrid nudes. We have had a lot of people send in fucking Hagrid nudes to us. Yeah, which I don't truly like awful. that as much. Anyway, well, thanks for listening. Yeah, on that happy note, it's goodbye. <laughs>